welcome to the Swimming from Home talk show. I'm here with Bill Dorincott, the head coach at Ohio State. Um, yeah, so how are, how are things in Columbus with you right now? It's, uh, you know, today is the, the fourth week that we really found out that that our season was going to get shut down and um, that our, our, you know, student body was going to get sent home. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the saying new normal, um, but, but being four weeks in, you know, I think myself and our staff are finding a routine. Um, we've been pretty active in, term, in terms of engaging with our, our student athletes. I, I, you know, I think this is where it's really starting. We're seeing with some of our kids are starting to struggle a little bit in terms of just navigating the space and you know, not having their peers and their teammates and their friends around, you know, and, and it happened so quickly. Yeah. So how, how do you feel like the student athletes have been able to navigate this space? Well, so, some are doing better than others. And, and, you know, for our staff, one of our, one of our, our key tenets is, is connection. And so we've been really trying to go above and beyond in terms of connecting with our athletes. So whether that's just checking in to say hi, making sure they're on track academically if they need some help from us in terms of um, making sure that they're in the right place. You know, we had some kids that got stuck in Columbus and ultimately we want to get them back home with their families. And uh, so we feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Can you describe kind of where you guys were at um, when you did find out about the news that, that NCAAs weren't going to happen? Sure. I'll, I'll offer a little bit of a lead up. Yeah. Um, you know, in Ohio, in January, we host an event called the Arnold Classic. Actually, maybe in, in uh, beginning of February, now that I think of it. Mm-hmm. And so the Arnold got canceled, and the, the economic impact on, on the town was pretty significant. And at that time, I thought, boy, that might be too much. And, and in retrospect, it was a great call. But that was kind of our first inclination that, that this was more significant than maybe we first thought. And, and I thought as long as the NC2A basketball tournament was, was going to be played, that we'd probably get in our NC2A season. And we slowly saw NHL, you know, canceling games. And then we saw the, the uh, Big Ten tournament say we're going to move forward but without fans. And then they canceled that. And I said, oh, man. And then we got, you know, we got word on that Thursday afternoon. Um, we had a, a group of athletes up in Cleveland at the CSCA meet. We had divers who were competing down in Lexington at the zone championships. Um, we had a small group that was on a training break. And then we had over 30 athletes in Columbus that were preparing for NC2As or their, their respective countries' Olympic trials. And Thursday morning, we had practice. And we only had a single on that day. And then Thursday afternoon, we got word. And so we, we called everybody back to, to Columbus from Cleveland and Lexington. And, you know, the folks were in, t- in town and we had a team meeting that Friday morning and it was, it was pretty brief, but uh, that was a tough meeting, you know, just the, uh, the range of emotions and, and uh, you know, kids trying to make sense of it. And, and so that was, that was tough. And we've kind of in the four weeks since um, tried to navigate the spaces, but, uh, but yeah, that was, it, it was uh, quite a week. Yeah. I can imagine. So how, how is your, you know, how have you normalized these past few weeks? What is your, what is your routine kind of turned into? So you mean me personally? Yeah. Well, uh, 
you know, in season, we'd normally get up about, or I get up 4.30 in the morning and I have a routine and I get down to, to work. And, and certainly, you know, I was still waking up early, but I didn't have anything to do. And uh, slowly <laughs> yeah. but, but surely, um, you know, I, I probably get up still about 6 a.m. I'll get on my iPad, I'll check my emails. Uh, and then I've started walking. So I go on two walks a day just to keep my own sanity. So I'm averaging about 14,000 steps a day. Yeah. Uh, listen to some podcasts and music, make some phone calls, connect with our athletes, connect with coaches, maybe people I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, my wife and I have four children. Uh, we have two in college. And uh, so everybody's back in under one roof. And, and so a little bit of those walks are, are for sanity. Um, <laughs> and so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, um, it's been really, really productive, but it took a little while to establish a routine. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I know this week <clears throat> I've started doing morning walks as well. I'll try to start my day that way. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a strangely nice, you wouldn't think of it as something that can really get you going, you know, like we're used to, or, you know, being athletes or coaches, like you're used to starting your morning with like more of a vigorous workout and that, you know, walking for an hour, even just in my neighborhood can make a, like a really big difference. I'm turning into my parents slowly, yeah. <laughs> slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird phenomena, but I, I have found it immensely helpful. Have you, have you f discovered any other tools that you have found to be really helpful? Well, you know, I have a, a stack of, um, of magazines and books that, that I haven't been able to get to. And so I've slowly been going through those and just kind of expanding um, you know, a knowledge base and in, in diving into some topics that maybe I normally wouldn't, you know, dive into. And so that's been enjoyable. Um, and then just reaching out to some folks I haven't talked to in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and so that, that may be the best part of it. I apologize as well, right? So we've got six people under one roof. I've got two dogs and I've got a construction crew in the yard because our, <laughs> our drains got backed up. And so uh, we've got all heck uh, breaking loose around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's a lot going on. Uh, okay. So I don't want to miss this. So you've been reading books and magazines. You said diving mm -hmm. into some topics. What are, what are these, what are the highlights of these topics that you're a master in now? Well, I wouldn't go that far. I, I have a passion for, for strength and conditioning. And, mm -hmm. and the reason is this in, in swimming and diving, typically when you get a sports info person or you get a, a, an athletic trainer, you get a strength coach usually get somebody who may be new to the sport. If they're really good, they're probably going to get picked up by, by say a football or a basketball. So I made a decision a long time ago to get certified as a strength coach. And as part of that journey, I've just become really intrigued with, with, you know, the intricacies of, of strength and conditioning. And so in fact, today we, we have a Google um, doc that we share with our staff. And our strength coach, we've got we've got a really good one. I'm not I'm not saying that to put a plug in for him, but but he's excellent. And I think it's curiosity is what defines him. And so during this time, he's been doing a nice job of pumping out you know some workouts for our team. But more importantly, he's been reaching out to strength coaches all around the country or the world. And so we asked our staff, who should I uh, connect with? And so our staff has been letting them know other coaches, other strength coaches. And then specifically what we think those coaches or strength coaches do well. 
And, uh, you know, so that's, that's just something I, I, you know, I enjoy doing and, and it's good because we can then speak the same language. So that leads me to my next question, which is, do you attend the Arnold Classic? I've never been. So, so as you know, Stephanie Williams was, was uh, an assistant here at one time mm-hmm. and she was, she's young and she's single. And, you know, I said, well, I heard the Arnold's really cool. You should go down there and check it out. And so she went over the weekend, she came in on Monday morning practice. I said, so how was it? And she's like, uh, it was different. And so I, I guess it's, I guess it's really cool. I mean, I think they compete in over 30 different sports. But I guess uh, it's awesome for people watching. So she, I think she was a little freaked out by the whole thing. Imagine. Uh, I've never been. No, no, that's a, that's a bucket list thing. I've got to, I've got to make sure I go. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would think as a strength and conditioning enthusiast, that would be an automatic. Like, you know, I want to go to that, but maybe, you know, in reality, <laughs> it might just be a bunch of weirdos. I don't know. <laughs> Well, um, I, I was trying to be politically correct, but it's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not exactly, that's like the fringe elements. Now I'm going to get in trouble, right? Somebody's going to get back to me and, and share, but, but I'll give you a, a great example. Um, Louis Simmons, Westside Barbell, he's a Columbus, Ohio guy. And mm-hmm. so one of my first years here in Columbus, I, I called him up and I said, Hey, Louis, I have some questions for you. And he said, Oh, well come down, you know, to my, my gym. And uh, so I'd way rather do that. I'd rate, I, I like to go to the source and get to know the person and, you know, find out more from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds really cool. <clears throat> what, what did you learn from him? I, I don't know who that is. Could you give me a little background? <laughs> he, uh, he's considered probably the, the, the greatest powerlifting coach in the history of the sport. And so most times oh. if you've ever seen, um, you know, world record bench press or a squat or something like that, there's a good chance uh, that that person was either trained or influenced by Westside Barbell. And he has a system, it's called the conjugate system. In fact, there's a Netflix documentary on Louis Simmons and his gym that is awesome. Oh. And, and he definitely is out there in terms of his thinking, but he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, a, he's really a pretty brilliant guy. And so he, he was trying to explain to me and he said, well, coach, come down and I'll put you through a workout. And I said, well, I'm not really in great shape. I said, but I'll bring one of my athletes. And so I took an athlete down there and it was in the summertime and he kind of put her through the paces. And after the workout, he said, uh, he said, well, coach, she has shopping mall strength. And I said, well, well, Louis, what's that? He goes, the lady who works at Cinnabon is stronger than she is. And so he was being a little bit sarcastic, but, but uh, he, he saw some, obviously some deficiencies in our programming and, and, you know, and he has, he's a sarcastic guy, you know, a little bit self-deprecating, but, uh, but incredible, incredibly knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. Did you implement those things into your program? I mean, elements of it. So, so, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, our current coach, um, you know, so, so really the conjugate system is, is a four day split and two days are, are strength work and two days are power work and you alternate between upper body and lower body. And so our, our current strength coach, his name is Ryan Sprague. Monday afternoons, he likes to go upper body strength. Uh, Tuesday afternoons, he likes to go lower body strength. And then Thursday, he goes high, whole body power or, or a hybrid. And mm-hmm. so in some way, shape or form, even though he's never worked with Louie, that influence is there. Gotcha. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Are there Are there other known celebrities in Columbus that you've gotten cool knowledge from? Not, 
Not many, although, so, and this is on a tangent here. Um, I love live music, right? And so um, I found out about a secret uh, uh, concert and they said, you show up at the corner of this place and look for the guy in the black hat. And I bought tickets and we had a meet, I think on Valentine's day. And I said to my wife, Hey, would you be interested in doing this? You know, it just sounded like a pretty cool experience. And uh, my wife said, you know, it sounds kind of sketchy to me. And uh, so, so I buy two tickets and we go down to the corner in Columbus and we see the guy in the black hat and we go to this nondescript um, room and it's a private concert, about 30 people in the room. And it was a, you know, country, country music artist. And that's not necessarily my genre, but, but uh, you know, kind of just a cool experience that uh, I'd never done. Yeah. Yeah. But not that's a brush with fame. Yeah. <laughs> hey, still, that's, that's a, that's a good experience. Um, I mean, so, I mean, speaking of, Oh, I think I lost you on video. Okay. We're good. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, so, you know, speaking of a walk down memory lane, has, has this time, um, you know, out of the pool, given you time to reflect on the season you guys had, or maybe just, just, uh, just the program in general? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think our coaches, you know, I just prior to, to, to this conversation here, we were on an hour and a half um, conversation. We have a performance consultant we work with and um, our, our, I work with them, our staff works with them and our team works with them. And we had a 30 minute conversation with our staff with, uh, and his name's Tim Kite and he owns a company called Focus 3. And, and Tim's worked with a lot of our other sports teams at Ohio State. He works with a lot of pro athletes, pro teams and, and, so he's not just a friend and, and a mentor. He's also, you know, a performance consultant. So the first 30 minutes, we were talking about some of the challenges that, that we're facing. And I asked the, the coaches what their perceptions were. And so I think our coaches have a lot of the same feelings or emotions that our athletes are experiencing. You know, disappointment, confusion, anger, fear. You know, and, and within the context of our season, it was kind of tough because – really in the middle of something, we just pressed pause. And it's hard, I think, to gain clarity in moments like that, because we were still working on the task at hand, which at that point was getting ready for the women's NC2As and then the men's NC2As. And, and once, once we've had a little bit of time to reflect and navigate it, and I've got to be honest, I don't want to look back right now because I'm still kind of in that moment of where we were. Um, but the little bit that, that I have, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm proud of the group. I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of the coaches. Um, and one thing I think that I can say with a lot of confidence in terms of, of where we're at as a program right now is we have a lot of momentum and, and that's the feeling within, um, you know, our program. And so we talked a little bit about that on the hour long call that we had with the team today is just how we navigate this space and that everybody's in it together. And when I say everybody, I'm not just talking about our team. I'm not just talking about swimming and diving. I'm not talking about college athletes, it's mankind. But within our small part of the world, swimming and diving, the question is how will you navigate this when we come out better? And, uh, and so that's kind of the commitment we've made to ourselves is to do that. So I didn't exactly answer your question in terms of looking back, but, but no, in, in looking back, I, I like where we are. I'm, I'm very proud of how far we've come. And I had said to the team after the Big Tens, I said, we have a decision to make. And that is, 
you know, is this the top of the mountain or the tip of the iceberg? And, and I know from within the program how we feel, and we feel like we're just scratching the surface in terms of what we can do. Mm-hmm. Has, so, I mean, I know you, you said your strength coach has been kind of sending some of the athletes workouts. Um, I'm sure there's been communication with the athletes. So how, how have you been moving the team forward or, you know, kind of scratching the surface a little more? Sure. We, you know, from a, from a a physical activity perspective, I think everyone's pretty limited in terms of what we can or can't do. Mm -hmm. And so our strength coach has been prescribing, you know, dry land or strength work or, or whatever we're permitted to do. Um, you know, and I think most of our kids are probably compliant with that. He asked me, he said, coach, do you want me to check in and, and let you know? And I said, I don't need to know. I said, the kids that were going to work hard are going to work hard anyway. And the kids that weren't probably aren't. And it'd just frustrate me if I find out, you know, I said, so I'll just have you, you manage that. From a, a coaching perspective, uh, we break our team into six distinct groups. So five, uh, we call them zones. Um, five training zones and we one of our coaches leads each of those respective zones and then our diving coaches as well and so our staff gets on a, a staff call Monday Wednesday Friday mornings from 11 a.m. till about 12 30 and we talk about uh, academics we talk about strength and conditioning we have our athletic trainer um, add to that phone call uh, we have a standing meeting on Monday with our academic advisor standing meeting on Wednesday with our compliance officer and then a standing meeting tomorrow morning, Friday morning, uh, with our sports psychologist. And they spend the first 20 to 30 minutes of our staff meeting just kind of keeping us up to date. And then at some point, and, and we do it via Zoom, at some point during the call, uh, we go through each of the respective training zones. And then our coaches, we've tasked them with getting on a call with their zone two times a week. And, and again, a FaceTime or a Zoom. And then if they see something of note, we, we want to make sure we're providing an extra level of care. And so if we're concerned about somebody academically or we're concerned about somebody maybe from a sports med or a sports psych standpoint, we just try to make sure that we're covering our bases there and taking care of kids. Nice. Um, so, you know, for you on a daily basis, you know, like you said, a lot more time at home, a lot more time with your family. Have you, have picked up any new habits or has your family, you know, instilled any new traditions that you guys are doing? <laughs> None that I want to share. I mean, I mean, so no, I say that tongue in cheek. Um, I think that's been the refreshing part is, is, you know, we, we talk a lot, you know, culture is a pretty popular thing. And, and for us, you know, our definition of culture is, is, you know, what are your core beliefs? What's on your heart? And, and, you know, we've stripped away some things, not by our own choice, that are, are important to us, whether it's being a swimmer, an athlete, a coach, a student, a friend. And so it, it really is, is it's, it's allowed us to say, all right, what are really the important things in your life? I mean, is it your faith? Is it your friends? Is it your family? And, and how can you, because let's face it, when what's the biggest complaint we have when, when life's going normal, right? There's never enough time to do the things that you want to do or you'd like to do. And so just the other day I saw my daughter, my older son has a guitar and I saw my daughter pick up my older son's guitar and she got on YouTube and she was teaching herself how to play guitar. Like how refreshing is that? Because you you don't always get those times in your life and to actually do something with it. 
I get a little frustrated. Our youngest guy's in seventh grade and his default would be video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just, you know, we have him on a routine. He gets up at 9 a.m. He has some breakfast, takes a shower, cleans his room. Then we get to studying, you know, and then we get to about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And it's been really nice here lately. And so he'll get outside and, you know, shoot hoops or go rollerblading or do something like that. But uh, that to me has been the coolest part. And, and I'm not a big board game guy, but but I've get I've been getting schooled at, is it, is it Rumi Cube or Ruba Cube or I, I don't know, I'm getting pounded on it nightly um, oh, you know, okay. in, the, in the family game. So yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it, but I'll have to check that one out. I'm, I'm a huge board game guy. And so any suggestions are welcome. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, have you watched any good shows lately or, or, you know, in your stack of books and magazines, have you read anything particularly noteworthy? Um, shows, I, I, uh, I have a guilty pleasure in terms of shows. And, and if I have a plane ride, I'll download a couple and somebody got me on designated survivor. So I've been watching that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother-in-law suggested, uh, um, oh, Mad Men for my wife. Oh, and, I. Yeah. and so each evening we watch one episode to that after dinner. And so that's been pretty enjoyable it's a little slow getting into it so hopefully it'll mm-hmm. pick up but you know we've only watched maybe three or four episodes of that um in terms of reading nothing nothing really out to you know out in left field and, and i i haven't a couple of my kids have watched the tiger king and i'm not oh, yeah. quite there yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not ready for it yet yeah <laughs> yeah that's a wild ride <laughs> um well cool any um any closing thoughts you've got maybe on moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, you're going to have an, an energy energized group, you know, when we come out of this. And, and so whether it's the coaches or, or the athletes, I think just about everybody's going to be in the same position in terms of, you know, time away from the sport and maybe a level of deconditioning. And uh, I think that, it's it's allowed us an opportunity to kind of figure out you know those things that are important and I know this and I I just gotten off the meeting and I I said to our our group I said I can guarantee you we're gonna come out of this thing better stronger faster than than we've ever been in the past and and that's the commitment you know that we have and that's the that's the exciting part of this right and so you know it's a horrible time in, in our country you know with people being sick and under or unemployed um you know and and so you know, I feel a little selfish just talking about swimming, but, uh, but I look forward to the day that we can get back to it and be with, with, uh, you know, the people we care about doing some of the things that we love. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thanks a lot for your time, Bill. I really appreciate it. Thanks Coleman. I appreciate it.